you watch Justin Hill's bite, his bite looked awesome. You were wondering why, like, damn, why is anybody struggling on this dragon's back? Chisholm's bike. Why is anybody struggling on that? When you look at theirs, it's because there's their bike is set up a little softer than those guys. Well, you can tell me, like, look, race like it's Biden or Trump on the gate. It don't matter. Like, I mean, I don't care who's on there. Like, you tell me whatever you want. My mind's already thinking, like, whatever. So, Fetchy Mike for everyone. Congratulations, Hunter. For reals, kid. Stoked on that. Glad to get it. Now, you're going to have to go support your brother. And then y'all going to battle a lot. I want to see fire. I want to see brother. I want to see your brother knock you down like he, my brother knocked me down in... What's up, guys? You know who it is. Your boy, JS7. And you know where we at, baby. We at the Rewind Show, round 15 here in Nashville, Tennessee. Went down Broadway. It was amazing. It was packed just like it was a packed house this weekend. My Tennessee, Tennessee, or whatever you want to call them, they showed up this weekend. It was a packed house. Fans were rowdy. And they saw a lot of action. A lot of people, they were biting, getting bitten, people were slamming, stuffing, a lot of crazy things in there. So you know what we got to do. We're going to get into it. Round 15, Nashville. Let's do it. This weekend coming to Nashville, we just had last weekend, it was a mud race in New York, New Jersey, where we had Bam Bam win. And he's been riding good all year long. The German chocolate, Ken Roxon's doing good. AC's coming back. And so you had to think that there was a lot of people that was possibly going to get up in a championship with three rounds left with Chase be able to win out with Cooper went out. Uh, will Eli keep doing what he's doing like he did last weekend? Just every time they get close, they just kind of daddy ends that. So this weekend, I was excited to watch because I knew with the last two races being up in um, elevation, Denver and um, Salt Lake City, I felt like Cooper had to do something this weekend. Like if he didn't beat Eli, I wouldn't say the championship was over, but it was going to be hanging on by a, a string. And so the web had to like Spider-Man, send something, get Eli caught up in his web, because otherwise it was going to be E.T. moment for the next few races. And sure enough, 450 heat race, Cooper comes out. Cooper, Eli gets a good start, which he's been doing every all, all year long. When he needs to start, he gets one. Cooper comes in hot. Oh, that's hot. That's hot. On there. Not like a dirty one, but, you know, I mean, I knew it was coming. As soon as I saw them 2-1-2, two, two, I knew you had to do it. And I felt like some people were like, dang, was that an overly aggressive for practice? I mean, for a heat race? No, if you were there all day, which I was because your boy was on the tube, and we were there early because it was a day race, um, you Webb didn't have a good practice. Like, he didn't have a good day. He was really struggling Bike didn't look good. He didn't look comfortable on the bike. He was overjumping stuff. So all the things that we pointed out at Phoenix, you know, that that uh, suspension front end bouncing up high in those rhythm sections, he was having that. So he had, you could tell he was yelling his mechanic, but it's Cooper. When it's race time, he would figure it out and he had to do something no matter what the bike was. So when they came out one, two on the start and I saw Eli going down there and I saw Cooper on the inside, like I saw it coming. It was like slow-mo. I'm like, here it comes. And Eli knew it was coming, so he kind of pulls up. Well, 
it all transpired right there because he makes that aggressive pass. Then he's thinking that he's going to get passed back by Eli. Eli's going to run it in. Knew Eli was maybe going to run it in, but he wasn't going to touch him. And then Cooper's like, ha, 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 ha. And they're fronting and runs over to Berm. And then he goes down. No big deal, right? And then AC comes, and it was no fault of AC. Not. He couldn't do anything. In fact, even if he did something, as much as like things like that happen to AC, you'd be like, well, hell, just do it. Just do it. Kind of like when Chase came by Plessinger. He's like, damn, that's what that feels like? And you're like, eventually, he's good for him. Somebody needed to crash out front. Like, just get to do something. Well, AC ends up hitting him, and it was it was a bad hit. It was a bad hit. He got caught in Cooper's, uh, hit back of Cooper's. Uh, back and then I think he had like whiplash it looked like he maybe got concussed or whatnot and at first I was thinking that dude he was broke up like he was laying there and maybe his shoulder was out and he got up he was like a little woozy like JS at 2011 at Daytona just you know I you know where I'm at man where who here at Daytona oh, oh, he throws oh. it away at Daytona again oh, oh no no James Stewart had a huge lead of over six and a half seconds. And now he is walking, beaten and battered toward his motorcycle. There goes oh, Short. He's got to get on that bike. He has got to get going. Stewart. Oh, he, he looks oh, sore, man. The Astrid medical crew is right there looking to attend to him. Oh, the bike. Look at the rear fit of the Look at that. Wow. We were saying, oh, oh, he can't get his leg over and down he goes. Um, that's how he looked. But at the end, they kind of showed him he was moving around a little bit. I think he was just delirious. He wasn't really there. So AC hits him, and then Eli's looking back. And at first, I said on the broadcast, um, you know, the way Eli looked back, there's some people, like, they look back, they look at you, and then they go like this, and they stare at you, like, "Uh uh-huh, like, that's what you get. That's how Eli was looking. Like, he said he looked back to see if Cooper was down. He knew Cooper was down. He was looking back like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. But I don't think he... I'm sure afterwards he probably was like, damn, that that sucks. It was a bad look if I was doing that. Bad look. Um, but, yeah, there were some uh, aggressions and the, the attitude from Eli because he was like, dude, why'd you do this to me? But back to my point, Cooper had to do something. And so for the people saying that it was aggressive for heat rays, dude, it don't matter. Like, he needed to start rattling Eli at the jump. As soon as he knew he was in his heat race, the target should have been that number one red plate. Yamaha because otherwise the way you were looking all day long the way Eli is he's got those points you ain't feeling good like he's gonna get beat like you're gonna get beat and I think that's why he did what he was doing I don't think Cooper was going in there intentionally to knock Eli down he wanted to go in there and say look off day but I'm gonna race you so next time we get to the main event I want you thinking about me so that's what that pass was. It just, unfortunately for him, um, he goes down, AC gets him, and then that was it. Championship's done for Cooper. So um, that's, how the, that's how the morning day started off. And then from that point, it was all on Eli. It was what Eli was going to think. So let's get into that part, too. So now we line it up on the gate. Eli knows Cooper's out. He didn't show up for the uh, LCQ. It's on him now. Now, would he change into, like, look, go into this conservative mode? Like, would he ride differently? And I know from personal experience, like, when a guy's out, it is hard. It is hard to ride because you got to think, this dude knew 
Like that was his competition. Every, all week long, at some point, he's doing his motos. He's thinking about Cooper, like how to make sure he beats Cooper this weekend. His whole thing, team building a bike, making every change on our motorcycles to make sure they beat that number two. So going to the gate all day long, and you're like, all right, Cooper comes in there. And then now, all year long, your competition, that main guy that you've been focusing on is out. And it changed you. It did it for me when Ricky went down in 2006 at Glen Helen in between motos. Like I was racing him, had no thoughts of anybody else besides trying to beat Ricky Carmichael. Ricky gets hurt that first moto. I'm out front. I went in. The second moto, dude, I showed up and it was hard for me to like even go out there and ride because I was so focused on beating that cat. Now I got to change the thoughts. Now I'm racing against like Tim Ferry. Not, nothing wrong with those guys, but it, it was just different levels. An hour before, I wasn't even thinking about him. Now you start doing that. Was Eli going to do that? And you heard on broadcast, they asked um, his team manager, they were saying, look, look, race like you're going to have uh, Cooper Webb on the gate. Race like that. <laughs> All right, cool. You can tell me whatever. Well, you can tell me, like, look, race like it's Biden or Trump on the gate. It don't matter. Like, I mean, I don't care who's on there. Like, you tell me whatever you want. My mind's already thinking, like, whatever. So, you're wondering how he was going to react to that and what he do. The same reason I said he can go out and get eighth place and nothing was going to change. Same reason he go from eighth to first and be like, I don't know, dude, whatever. Same reason he got fifth last weekend and then he gets second the next weekend and it's the same person talking. He goes out and holds shots. And he goes like it was the best two laps he had all year. It was dominant. He went like beast mode. Without like going beast mode. And it really, like when we started questioning Eli, like every time we said, ah, damn, like what is he going to do this? He goes out and wins on there. Like nothing's changing. And stop yawning, Cole. You're making me yawn. Like nothing changes. And then this weekend, we're like, oh, what is he going to do? Dude goes out, whole shots, whole shots, gone. First lap, gone, gone. That gives you an answer right there. And then what he does, he's like, all right, just ride. Had a little moment in the whoops. Like had a little moment. He's like, all right, whatever. I'm going to chill. And Chase Sexton comes up, Chase Sexton passes, like whatever, dude doesn't change. And you notice, like, he was still kind of just right there with Chase. Like, he was just kind of riding. He went out and did exactly what he needed to do. He went out and did exactly what he needed to do. I'm going to say it again, people. He went out and did exactly what he needed to do. And he did it. And I just think, like, that's why it nothing gets to him. That's why you can't mess with him. That's why you just, like, look. I, I'm going to explain this. Let me try to figure it out real quick. Hold up. All right. Let me try to explain this, people. The best way I can explain Eli and how he is this year is like a second marriage. Follow me for a minute. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? All right. First one, you're like, oh, she's pretty, right? She's pretty. I'm looking for these. I'm looking for that. I'm looking for that. I want all that stuff. Then the second one comes, you're like, you know what? Damn all that. I just want somebody I can deal with. I just want to deal with it, right? I don't care. Like, I just, I want to hang out. I want to laugh. I want to do this and all that. And I'm just speaking from like, look, it, it is what it is. So I would say Eli, when he's riding, he's like, he's out there racing like second marriage. He ain't worried about first place. He ain't worried about prettiest on there. He's out there. You take a fifth, right? Look, that's that morning wake up. Like, ah, she ain't looking that good. It's the morning. All right. That's your fifth place. And then he's like, but, you know, when she dresses up, she banging. She banging. That's your first place. That's like this weekend. Go in that whole shot. 
bam, gone. Just still got the beautiness in it. But most of the time, it's just like, look, we just laugh. They my friends. That's what he's out there riding. That's what just even killed. So he's out there performing like it's his second marriage. And he just, yeah. He's out there. That's what Eli is. Not up and down, not beautiful, whatnots, and turn on the lights. You're like, damn. No, he's just like, look, she cool. She looks like a wife. I'm just having fun. Every time I see him, they're just hanging out at the pool. So I don't know, people. I don't know why I said that, but sometimes I try to bring knowledge and try to let you understand in a way maybe some of y'all understands that, like, hey, you know what? He's a second marriage out there. That's why that guy just looks like he's just happy. He ain't worried about it no more. And second marriage, daddy, all that, not saying, yeah, look, that's what it is. Dude's just riding good, and he's just happy. And so with Eli, he went out there, he let Chase go. Chase was doing all this stuff. And by the way, before you say it, like, was Chase, did Chase do something different? Nope. Eli was the fastest person this weekend. He looked good in practice. He looked good. He looked like the same today that he did last weekend that he did when he got fifth place. He looked like all that. Even when he went beast mode on his people, he didn't even go like real beast mode. He was still the same girl. So Eli did exactly what he did. So I think he allowed Chase because he got a little huckabuck in the whoops. Chase came up, which is good on Chase. He, he's, he's exercising his own demons, and we'll talk about him in a second. I think that whole race, that whole day was dictated exactly the way Eli wanted it to go. He's like, I'm going to make up points on Cooper. He didn't think he was making it up that way, and I'm just going to go out here and do it. And he did it. So Shout out to him. Um, look, he's got 18 points, two races. Anything goes. What well, we just saw what happened with Cooper. Like, there was not really anything that he did wrong. He fell over and then got knocked out by AC. That can happen to anyone. So, two races. Uh, but if everything stays the same, if the guy doesn't anything happen to him, he's going to be your 2023 champion. And deservedly, he's going to be your champion. But that's why we go racing. Now, Chase Sexton, let's talk about you. Now, with Cooper being out, what does that do for Chase? Does that make him say, all right, now i got a glimmer of hope? Like, you know, the whole thing for me was when I was considering with Chase and possibly winning championship, you had two guys with Eli and Cooper that he had to get past. Two guys that rarely make mistakes to the point to where even if you got one, the other one, both of them making mistakes with three races uh, left, it'd be a long shot. So with Cooper going down, Chase winning a race before, Chase possibly could have won last weekend's race, but he ended up running into Bam Bam, or Bam Bam ran into him, or he was looking down at the ant that wasn't there, and he didn't see it, whatever it was. He rode good last weekend, but he got fourth place. He could have won that one. And then coming in this weekend, he wins this one. So with a guy having the speed, and we always talked about with Chase Sexton, like he's the one guy that I feel like could go out and like win all of them. Like it's never been about like speed. It's just by him like being able to, you know, stay exercise those demons and stuff. So coming in this weekend, Chase being able to do that one and having both those guys like something happened to him it was a long shot. Cooper being out, okay, does that change his thoughts? Does that change his mindset um, coming in the race? I don't know. I don't know personally. I think Chase is doing what he should do actually at this point. I think he's more focused on him trying to just win races, trying to just exercise what he needs to exercise. Because even this weekend um, on the on the podium, he talked about like he's just happy to be able to get through this weekend's race. Man, that was a tough track, but I felt super smooth, uh, really locked in, and I feel like I'm making big strides. So 
this one means a lot and any win means a lot in this class. So stoked on today and uh, got to keep it rolling. Last weekend, I mean, he was, we didn't hear from him, but it sounded like the same thing. The weekend before, he was just happy to get through the race, win the race, it's proven to himself. I think that's where he's still at. If he starts to like now see, hey, I got a chance to do this, then the the same reason why I feel like he's going to have to do those things many a times, like he has to continue having weekends like this many a times, is because like now you throw that pressure back on, like, hey, look, I can actually get this championship done if I go out here and win these races. Well, that's a whole different level. That's a there's different levels to this stuff, and I feel like I don't know if he's he wants that. He's ready for it. Maybe he is ready for it. Or is, if he's thinking that way, um, I don't know that. I don't. I didn't see that this weekend that he was racing, thinking that like I'm racing for the title. That if I beat Eli, I'm going to win this title. Because I think if he was racing like that, he would have raced way more aggressive to Eli. He would have been more running it in Eli. Because just beating Eli and Eli getting second, and with the field being kind of a way it is, and uh, Jason having some issues, um, Adam. He, though he's got speed, he's still having some issues. Cooper's being out now, and you got Justin Hill running third, uh, which he wrote good, by the way, and Bam Bam being out. I, Although he didn't know all those circumstances besides Cooper being out at that point, you would just think, like, I can't just beat this guy. I got to make up grip points. I got to make up some points. He was 21 uh, points down going into that race, so three points ain't going to do him nothing. I just feel like if his mindset was like, I, I'm – racing for this title, I think he would have raced like Cooper did in a sense. Like he would have just been more attitude. Like he wouldn't have just passed him. And that's the, that's what I see. And that I personally, I think that's the way he should race because just go out and win race, right? Go out and win race. If you get close to that circumstance where you're like, Hey, look, I might have to do a little thing, maybe not grandma down for a W then they'll do that. Like do that. But until you start like winning races, you got to take care of that part first. And I don't think that it wasn't like you were faster than Eli this weekend. You know, Eli had Lil Huck Buck and whoops, and then he came back to you. You rode good out of all the people on track. Like, you rode the best out of everybody. I mean, you lapped up to, I don't know, like fifth place, sixth place. I mean, you lapped a lot of people. So it was survival of the fittest, and you were the last survival or the first survival to win over the checkered flag. You did it better than everybody else. But it it's not like you all of a sudden had that two seconds lap faster speed and like you're you're the same person that you were earlier this year where it was just like dominant. No matter if Eli was trying to ride, you'd just like he ain't had nothing for you. It's a difference. And I don't think you need two seconds. I think if you were out like this where Eli's being where he's at, if let's say they go to this weekend, Colorado, Eli says, I'm going to get fifth place again. And you go out and win that race. Now we're going into Salt Lake City take a bitch out. You know what I mean? Like do that race for the championship. But until that part happens, you're still 18 points down the field being where it is. Eli's going out to, I think he can just ride. And if he stays clean, I think he can ride. Everybody else like, huh, huh. he's feeling comfortable. I think he just ride away. He can ride his way to second anyway, or third. So I think that's a long shot. Chase doing what he needs to do right now is the right play. Um, and then if things close down quite a bit after this weekend, then you know, do what you have to do. And the reason I, again, the reason I say that is because I think Chase would have rode Eli like Cooper did. Um, not dirty, but you just have more attitude towards that to make Eli start thinking that this dude might take me out. I don't think Eli was thinking about that. And so um, I, I think Chase's mindset, just going out, 
winning some races and then get into this outdoor season and hopefully dominate hopefully basically in last year on a better note one step higher on the championship i think that's where he's at and so we'll see we'll see this weekend at um denver miller up there he was calling the heart between two guys he didn't understand that uh they were there but here's chase sexton and there you go. now eli's gonna let up right here let chase go that's right and he's doing right. the right thing this is this is championship mode for eli tomac so there's about 9.30 in the main event. Well, actually where Chase makes the pass at. They go over to the finish line. You see Eli jumps it. He like looks back. Now, the reason I say Eli kind of, you kind of have a feel of like what your competition doing in the mindset. You kind of know what people are thinking even before you show up on the gate. If you look how he jumped that finish line and goes down like, yeah, he kind of rolls up. He, he looks back, Chase checking him. But if he was worried about Chase knocking him down, or Cooper, or somebody else, he landed off that finish line and went right on there. The fact is, he kind of landed down that finish line and went. he went down the middle of the line. I mean, he kind of moves over a little bit, but goes up, high in the berm. He could have got knocked down if he was worried about somebody. Like, he wouldn't have rode that, that same line if, let's say, Cooper was behind him. He wouldn't have done that. The fact is, he did that because he knew Chase wasn't going to knock him down on there. And if Chase would have knocked him down, he would have been knocked down because he would have been shot. That's what I mean why I feel like Eli kind of knows where Chase's mindset is and why I see Chase ain't really thinking about the championship all the way full invested where I got to knock this dude down to win is because of that. You know, Eli would have sensed it and Chase would have ran in hot on him. He makes the pass. Eli goes by like whatever. And then that was in the race. So just want to say that. This weekend, we had a lot of crashes. Anderson goes over the bar. is key, and right now Hunter Ooh. Lawrence is counting. Oh, he just Ooh. nose picks it. Yeah, that's into that single. You know, I would say Cooper's crash wasn't really the track, even though he did crash on the track, even though the track was the reason why he crashed. I mean, went away, crashed. But I wouldn't say that was like the bar show one or when Anderson crossruts, jumps off the track. Those things are caused by the track. Um, track being hard, slippery. And I will say this. The way this track was set up, it was almost set up like last weekend where the, the start was the most important part. And the reason I say that is because it was slippery and there was only a certain speed you can ride this track. And just like the 250 class, Joe Shimoto, I thought, was the fastest person on the track. Joe Shimoto was actually the fastest person on the track, but he never really caught Hunter. He could never catch him. Well, how can somebody be faster, even in lap times, but never really catch that person? Well, Joe was the fastest person, but every time like he tried to go in faster to close that gap, whether that was right after the finish line, if he got one lap there, like he'd make a mistake, lose that time, and then he'll get a full lap in there, be quicker than Hunter, but he'll make a mistake afterwards because you can override it real easy. And so like, like last weekend, the start was the most important um, part of the race because you couldn't come up through the pack. Those guys with a right-handed first corner, the whoop section bottled up, especially the off-camber. You can get guys that can hold a shot and get away like Eli did real quick. And so same thing as a mud race. Guys are jockeying for position. It's important whether you're pulling Terry out, trying to get that vision. This weekend was about like that start because the guys, the leaders could get away and you knew you couldn't override that racetrack just like a mud race. Um, and so that's that's how this uh, weekend was set up. So going back to Justin Hill and some of the other guys, Justin Hill got a good start. 
And you you watch like guys like Barsha, even Barsha um, and even Chase. Like it wasn't like Justin Hill got a good start and then he was just full on like blocking those guys. Justin Hill got a good start and he was actually holding his own. You know, Chisholm, um, Makarat, like they, those guys are riding good. And then you looked at some of the leaders um, and them struggling like, you know, Anderson, he, he rode all right. You know, he had a tough day, but he rode all right. AC, I think he ended up falling. But if you look at Barsha, and like even Chase and some of these guys compared to how they looked on the racetrack. And then you look at Justin Hill and Kyle Chisholm, they look like two different people. Like the bikes look way different. And let me explain that one. So on this type of track here, you got a Nashville, you got a slippery dry track, kind of like the practice tracks. I think all these guys somewhat felt comfortable because that's how a practice track at the end of the day, besides maybe some of the ruts, it looks at, for most of these guys, whether you're in Florida, California, it gets that dried out. Unlike where in at nighttime racing, it, it gets slippery, but it gets slippery in a different way. You get that moisture that comes up, that that Tampa slippery, and that slippery kind of sucks because there's a, there's different levels to it. You know, the the Tampa slippery is the one that like you you really can't feel it coming when you see it dry and there's dusty. I don't know for whatever reason it can be just as slippery, but there's a difference. For a rider, can always tell where the, the slipperiness is when it's dry like um nashville was compared to where you get like anaheim on a hard night or um you know tampa there's something about that so i think all these guys felt comfortable but when you watch let's say justin barsh's bike or jason anderson bike tomac and then you watch justin hill's bike pay attention to like how justin's bike was justin hill's bike looks better than everybody else this weekend kyle chisholm bike looked better than everybody else this weekend most of the privateers guys bike look pretty damn good. And the reason they the reason that is is because it was slower. Like on there, when the tracks get rougher like this. So those guys, I would say most of the time, they don't go as fast as the top guys go. So when you get a track that breaks down and it gets rough, it's like their suspension is way too stiff. Like it's it's meant for like charging on there. It's meant to like rhythm sections going super fast. Or some of the other guys. They don't go as fast, so they ride around the track and not saying they're going slow or the suspension ain't set up for supercross, but their bike works better from like that, you know, 7 to like 15 right there. There's a pace to where they go to where they, they have a comfortable, like the really all of them double Ds, like their suspension moves and, and all that. So when you watch those guys go around the racetrack, and especially the Dragons back in the whoops, like they didn't get any kicks. Their bike looked they had traction all over the place. Like they had traction going up Dragon's back. You watch Justin Hill's bike. His bike looked awesome. You were wondering why, like, damn, why is anybody struggling on this Dragon's back? Chisholm's bike. Why is anybody struggling on that? When you look at theirs, it's because there's, their bike is set up a little softer than those guys. So and they don't get as much feedback in the corners. The whoops wasn't that big. They were just real choppy. So that whole racetrack, their bikes actually came into fruition where it was actually set up for that type of racetrack because you couldn't go, you couldn't override it. And so if you can't override something, it's like outdoors, like if you can get away with, you know, outdoor suspension on a supercross track, all these guys would do that because it's way more comfortable to ride. Like you don't have to have this in the hands where they didn't have that. So the traction was better. The whoops were better. So they can just ride a pace all day long where the top guys like Barsha, if he didn't hit that dragon's back, his bike is so stiff because he's used to going so fast. They lose traction because it's not moving on the initial and they just spin up. And that's what happened to Justin Barsha. So I believe the reason why you had a lot of privateers up in the beginning part, like up in the top 10, was not necessarily because 
everybody was depleted because really Cooper was hurt. And Barsha was in there, but those guys were still up there. There was only one person really missing from that field. But those privateer guys, they were all up there. And that's because their bike was set up. And as that race kept going on, those guys kept doing the same thing. It was a lot easier for them. And you had Barsha go down um, and, and things set up. And so I feel like the reason that was is because that pace was brought down, just like a mud race. You can get a privateer that wins a mud race. Or you can get a privateer that holds shots a like a uh, track like Phoenix. Maybe their bike's not as fast. It's traction. And so that's how those privateer guys' bikes are set up. And that's why they're real good. If Denver is like that this weekend and Salt Lake's like that, expect it to happen some more on there. Their bike's set up for a dry, slippery afternoon practice track where you're doing a million laps. That's how it was. And that's when pay attention to the top guy's bike and then pay attention to those guys' bike. And there's your difference. And that's why they run in top fives. I feel like with Ken Roxon, the tracks, he's riding better. The team's getting more comfortable. But also say, I think the tracks the last few weekends have been like rougher. And well, you had a mud race and you had this track and you had Atlanta. I think the tracks are slower. Guys are going a little bit slower. And for some reason, I think that sets up better for his bike, kind of like the Justin Hills and, and stuff. Even though Ken's going fast. Um, I think it's the Zuki's, they kind of just work better on the hard pack or and the Ken's talent comes out on the difficult, like tracks like Indy where it's slower, but you have to be real technical, like a mud race like this one. So it's not surprising that German chocolate real good. And he's been riding good. I just like the fact that you heard his interview. I like that. I want more out there, but at the same time, I'm stoked to get away with a third place. You know, podiums is, uh, is tough to get out there and on a tricky track like that obviously it collected a couple of guys and um, I don't know I just played it safe I get a little bit of 2017 flashbacks when the when the track gets that G'd out and hard pack so um, I take what I can get and uh, happy to put my team back on the podium you know in the beginning part of the year he was happy to be there and now he's like damn I'm starting to get like all right like, yeah I didn't ride that good first few laps sucks like I like that on there I read I wouldn't even care if he got 10 I hear that from Ken I'm like that dude, he's coming back. He's coming back because now this third place is like, well, whatever. Like he wants more. And if German Chocolate wants more, that boy going to get more on there. So that's for all of my Ken Roxon fans. We fans here. It's a good sign to see that because years past, we wasn't hearing that. A few weeks ago, we wasn't hearing that. You know, you get that third place, you're like, yeah. Like he was like, dang, like he was happy. Now he's like, I want more. So German Chocolate, go get some more. Does Roxon's success make Suzuki want to be like more invested or reinterested in Supercross, Motocross? Yeah, I don't think so. I, and the reason I say that is because, like, I feel like Suzuki, like, I mean, they make a motorcycle, right? Like, they got some kind of interest in this thing. Like, it just comes down like I would like to fly private jets and I would like to go to the space center. But things cost money, you know, like things aren't free. Like a lot of people want to get that Ferrari. Well, yeah, we all want that, but it costs something. And so I don't think it's not because I don't want to go to space and the moon and Mars. Shit, I'd like to go there all day. But like, you know what? Ain't no trips there or it just can't happen. And I feel like with Zuki, like it's bigger than Ken Roxon on there. He's helping them maybe think about it more and he's keeping them relevant. And he might have more people buying kickstart Kenny's bikes. 
he might buy a couple more Zuki's because of him. But I think if Zuki had the the financial, whatever their reason is, I think if they could do it, they would do it. And especially like what he's doing right now, um, I, I don't. I think it's bigger than Ken Roxon. I think they're just happy, and it just maybe makes them consider it more. Uh, maybe makes it harder to like not and whatever. But if they're gonna do it, like Kenny would be a, a reason to like. I guess he'd be a reason to do that on there. I guess to move quicker. But they were gonna do it anyway on there. If they're coming back, they're coming back no matter what. They dropped out of GP. They dropped out a lot of things. So you know, I think as much as much as Kendrick's and success and continue to make Suzuki look good. I don't think that's going to be the exact reason why they decide to come back or not. I think there's bigger things. And so, um, but that's just my opinion. I could be wrong. So Chase Sexton, he's won last two out of three races. So Chase Sexton, he's been, you know, he's been the fastest guy on most nights. He's been the guy who's crashed on most nights too. But that was a long time ago, right? That was a long time ago. And I said this a couple weeks ago and I felt like, like we've been waiting. He was like, I'm oh, waiting for those announcers to, to hit. Watch me hit the ground. Like, we don't, we're kind of waiting for that one. I'm sure the TV broadcasters were waiting for something to happen for me, but we were- uh, Why are you looking solid. at me? Not, not, not you. And it didn't happen. And it didn't happen that week that you won and you got a neck burn. I was pumped there. Then it happened last weekend. But I would say that wasn't even your fault, even though maybe your fault. And even the guy, maybe, I don't know, right? Maybe you should have saw it. Jim Chocolate saw it coming in. We all saw it coming in. But hell, you in the race. You just like, thank you. He my friend, right? So- well, I say it wasn't your fault. You hit the ground. And you real good anyway. Come back. But this weekend, Cooper goes down. Gets hit by AC. Yeah. Got hit by him. Cooper. Was like, ah! Where am I at? And then you come through. And then you see Tomac gone. Beast mode. Gone. Gone. And years pass. And actually, not a year pass. Races pass. Like, you know, maybe sometimes you have a hard time doing that. You'd be like, ah, I hit the ground. I got fast. But no more. No more. We've been waiting for this. And out of two out of three, two out of three weekends, you're going to get this particular thing. And it's finally, you did it again. And finally, you're like, I'm starting to feel it. We'll see what happens. What is he getting for him, Cole? Suntan, neck's on fire. Chase Sexton, neck burn. I don't even know what it is. Like, I'm confused. I'm not even to that list. I just feel like when people win like that, they're going to throw their damn arm out. Like, they'll be like, ah. I remember one time I did that and I smacked my hand on the handlebar. I thought I broke my wrist. Dumbass. So, Jay Sexton, I know you're happy and I know it feels good. And it's the right direction because you got your 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 uh, teammate coming up in the outdoors. And just like what his brother just did and get a, got a shout out and double stupendous next burn. Hit it for him, Cole. Hunter Lawrence. Suntan. Next on fire. Hunter Lawrence, it's been a while, bro. It's actually never been ever. So it's been the longest while it possibly be because it never happened until this weekend where you got your title. I'm telling you, there was a Veggie Mike party down in Australia. They haven't had this much love for some Australia since Chad Reed. Chad Reed up there, like he was like the Hunter Lawrence, bro, the brother Lawrence Jets serving donuts out people. I see you signing guitars on there. Danger Boy trying to run it in on you. Danger Boy riding good, by the way. Danger Boy, hey, keep going like this. Yeah, he going he gonna to be your title. Like, you know, success. He going to be a threat next year if you race. Like, Danger Boy is starting to feel real dangerous. But today is your day. Saturday was your day. You got that championship. And I'm going to be for real, people. I know that was special. 
I know it's special, not because he like got championship. Well, hell, that's special too, but because all the sacrifices and injuries. And I said it on the broadcast. Look, you see Cooper Webb, you see them tears, you see what happened AC last weekend, you see Barsha, and then you see Hunter Lawrence. Like we all go through that. We all go through those emotions up there. We crying, ah, but we love this sport. We love this sport because we it's like addicting. Like we want that. We're a theme. We we all chase that goal that Hunter just had this weekend. And that's why we cry. That's why we got so many emotions. When Chase wins, he's like just hyped up. Well, you just won like a week ago, two weeks ago. Like, why are you so happy? It's so emotional because you have those roller coasters. And you might think like, man, why the motorcycle people, they stupid. Why do they keep going out there flipping and crashing and getting hurt, getting their head ripped off on there? It's because we want that, that ultimate success. What Hunter got this weekend and his brother's probably going to get next weekend. And then they all going to go fight for outdoors in a few weekends. Well, that's why we do it, to get that red plate, that number one plate, to say that AMA guy come up like, hey, Hunter Lawrence, now you are a 2023 AMA East Coast Supercross champion. And better yet, the most important thing, I know the most important thing for you, you are getting a stupendous stew from Bubba's World here and there. Hit it for him again, Cole. Suntan, next on fire. Fetchy March for everyone. Congratulations, Hunter. For reals, kid. Stoked on that. Glad to get it. Now you're gonna have to go support your brother, and then y'all gonna battle a lot. I want to see fire. I want to see brother. I want to see your brother knock you down like he, my brother, knocked me down in freaking Bud's Creek. I didn't see you. I didn't see you. Well, look here. Let's let's think about this. I'm the only black person out there on the yellow Suzuki, and it's look. You didn't see me. My ass. That's what was his excuse. What's yours, Jet? Knock his ass down. Just kidding. Congratulations, Hunter. And congratulations, Chase Sexton. All right, people, you know what time it is. My favorite time, your favorite time. Stu, confused? Who knows where we're going to go? But first, we'll be right back. They say an object in motion tends to stay in motion. We test that idea on a daily basis. Motion and experimentation motors and manpower we continue to evolve and thrive so whether you climb or cross over find your own line or pin it wide open as long as you're moving in a way that gives you what you need we'll be here for you what's up guys you know who it is for js7 i want to welcome ag1 nutrition as my second sponsor now listen listen the secret's been like, y'all been wondering how I got a little good looking, my skin glowing, got a little skinnier. Well, this is why. AG1 is a nutritional drink, and I ain't kidding with y'all. I do this every morning. That's why I feel good. That's why you hear me on here, come in here like, just on my toes. So I'm proud to have them as a sponsor. It's easy to take in the morning right before I go this, or take right before we do the show. Also, they got a lot of vitamin Ds. They got some other vitamins and supplements. But now that I'm back in the spotlight, traveling to the races, I started taking Athletic Greens to help energy. You know, when I stopped racing, a lot of things stopped. I blew up. Energy levels down. My skin wasn't looking good. Got to have good looking skin with this smile. So I started taking this stuff and it's really helped me a lot. Um, My mood swings, my gut, everything. So If you want an easy solution to your supplement routine, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. 
Make sure you go to athleticgreens.com slash Bubba's World. Did you hear me? Athleticgreens.com slash Bubba's World to get yours. And then you can look as good as me. Or you can look like Cooper Webb on the 52's JS 2020. Not a good look. Check it out, people. All right, people, you know what time it is. My favorite time, your favorite time. Stu, Stu, confused. But we know what we're going to do. We're going to go with the best one. The Stu. The best, the one. You know what? Let's, I'm not even going to waste the time to try to explain it. Because, I mean, we're 15 weeks deep in this thing. You should know what a Stu is. And you want to know what it is? It's Hunter Lawrence. Yeah, it is him this weekend. And there's no better person to get it. Even, I know, Eli. He did what he did, but he technically he didn't even win the race. And I'm going to say he is too, too. But Hunter Lawrence, you just won the race. And you got the championship. And you got that cool-looking guitar that you signed the night before. It actually looked pretty cool. And you got your championship. And you sent a lot of tears out there. It was everybody who was Vegemites, donuts, all this. You're the first Hunter Lawrence brother to get the championship this weekend. So that means you are a stew. But all kidding aside... Stupendous job coming where you're from. And it was weird to like think about your history because how dominant you've been the last, you know, six months, year, even at the end of outdoors and the way you rode a supercross. It's hard to fathom that like two years ago, like they kept saying that they didn't even think you ride supercross. I find that really hard to believe. Like I feel like if you couldn't ride supercross, that means you couldn't ride, period. Like you were hurt. I always saw talent in you. But from coming up like that Drake song, from the bottom to the top, that's seriously where you came. So congratulations for reals. Truly mean it. I know how special that is. And you showed up this weekend and did it even style points and got it done. Congratulations. We're going to hit it for you one more time. Hunter, you a stupendous dude. Hit it for a call. Suntan. Next on fire. Next on fire. I know it's probably some fire lit down in uh, Australia. Hunter Lawrence, you a stew. All right. And my next stew. You know where I'm going, people. You know where I'm going. I know he didn't have the, it all tipped out this weekend. It was the same last weekend. But I know one thing he got that he didn't get last weekend is this. Chase Sexton. Stu. Stupendous Stu. Everybody's starting to write you off. They were like, ah, oh, he's kind of like, whatever. Like, it's, you know, at the last weekend, up until last weekend, I felt like if you won the last four, you were going to win the championship. Then you had last weekend because you got Bam Bam, whatever. Things didn't happen. You got fourth place. Eli gets second. You lose points, 21 points down. But then you come this weekend and you get a victory in a different way, too. I think it's the first victory that you had that you wasn't even the fastest guy on the track on there. But you crossed the check flag, the fastest person, the quickest person. And that's all that matters. You kind of won like E.T. wins. Just look, look, I'm just get it done. So Chase Sexton, last two weekends ago, last two weekends ago, that don't even make no sense. Two weekends ago, you were a stew. Last weekend, you was no stew. And this weekend, you were a stew. Going the right direction, kid. Chase Sexton, congratulations. Stupendous job. And I'm going to go another one. Eli Tomac, I'm going to give you a stew. Because when the time came for you to do something different, 
And everybody else like, is he going to be different? And then maybe thought you should be different. You were no different. And that sounds like a stew. You just like, look, you're going to crash. You're going to crash no matter what anybody says. Like, you're going to do whatever you're going to do. You're going to get fifth place. You're going to eighth place. You're going to win. That's what you're going to do. Hey, look, you a stew. And then I'm going to give another one. Cooper Webb, keep your head up, son. You didn't have the best of the best. Like, you wasn't the fastest. You know, you didn't win the most races. But at the last, last year, you fell over like a wet noodle so many times and you were just back there. I'm going to give you a stew because you kept this fight tough. And I actually think like you got to give that kid a lot of crap, a lot of props because he didn't have the speed. Maybe his bike wasn't even the best bike out there. But Cooper does what Cooper does. When you don't think he's the fastest, usually he ain't the fastest. When you think he ain't going to win the race, sometimes he didn't win the race. But when you think like, you know what, he has no chance, he was always there. And that to me is a stew. So I know you out right now and I don't even know if you're racing this year, but everybody, let's make sure we get Cooper Webb. Hit it for him, Cole. Just hit it for him. Suntan, next on fire. I know it was like, I'm going to give you, that's kind of like a uh, triple crown neck burn. Like when you win and you only get the fireworks, I know like you didn't win. So why am I giving you a stew? I'm just giving you a stew because if it wasn't for you, man, it could have been boring, boring. Who knows? Eli might have just went out and just won all these things. And it might have been a bigger point. Yeah, might be more than 18, but you kept it interesting. And I know you hurt right now, but us fans, we appreciate it. So get well soon. And get back so you can get a real stew. Not the trip crown, but a real stew. So, Chase Sexton, you a stew. Hunter Lawrence, Stu Mendes, congratulations, Stu. Eli Tomac, you've been doing what you're doing, Stu. And um, Cooper Webb, see, I, I was kind of messed up because I'm like, I don't like giving people that don't win, Stu. But you deserve one. Get well soon. All right, people. That was it for that one. You know what time it is. Now, my next list. Stu. Or Confused. Which one? Confused. Riders out there, they got hit in the head. They got cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Confused. Riders that's out there pissed off because something else happened. They got knocked down. Pissed off. Stude. Pissed off girlfriend. Pissed off that. Uh, Look, I don't think nobody was confused or stewed this weekend. I think they were probably all happy because they some of them got out of there alive. The people that didn't get out of there alive... They got out of somewhat alive. They were broken up, but they weren't confused why it happened. That track was tough. I don't even think they were mad to be like, you can't be mad when you're up there crying. You hurt. Like, I, ah, I want to be mad, but damn, this thing hurt. Every time you get angry, like you get like, hurt. So I don't think they stew. So I'm going to keep no one on that list. No one gets that list. That's weird. I mean, if it's not a list, then why are we even talking about it? Well, it's kind of confusing that way. So I'm going to just shut it up before I get stewed and it really get confusing. So, Let's end it at that, people. And that was all your stews and no stewed or confused people on this list where you had Chase Sexton win again, third time this year, I believe. Maybe I'm confused. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't consider that one that he won and got like seven points. Was that a win? Yeah, maybe. So it was his fourth time this year. And then you had Hunter Lawrence, not Jet, Hunter Lawrence, get his stupendous stew with a championship. So congratulations again. And there's a... Damn, did you see that? Damn, did you see that? That was a veggie mic coming from Australia. My Australians, they hyped up. So that was it from round 15, Nashville, where you saw your boy at. And I'm going to say you won't see me there this weekend. I'm tired. I'm tired. No, not really. I just didn't get invited. I don't, I don't know why. But I'll be at Salt Lake with a final round. So where we got the East-West shootout and maybe a big 450 championship goes down. Who knows? But we'll see after this weekend. That's it from this weekend, Nashville. Damn, there were some pretty looking people up in Broadway. 
Y'all Nashville, y'all some pretty people. I ain't gonna lie, y'all some pretty people. It was shot out. Y'all was full stands. It was good to see. It's the first time in Nashville for me. And y'all represent it. Have fun. I'll see you guys hopefully next year. But I'll see you when I see you. Until then. Damn, there's some pretty people in Nashville.